welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to our episode, what do I want? Yeah, 46. (laughs) Sure, why not? Episode 46 of the Karen Getty Show. You guys, uh, can you hear my stuffed up nose and stuff? My sweetie gave me his cold cooties and I normally knock on wood, don't get sick. Uh, And I did everything in my power, but the germs, the germs still got my body. And so I sound a little stuffy, sound a little sniffly. I apologize for that. I got a little tissue here in case I need it. But I wanted to make sure that um, I did this podcast episode because it's something that's been on my mind. It's been on my mind and I want to talk about it. So I think I'm going to call it something like, um, you know, what's the rush? What's the friggin' rush, everybody? <laughs> and you'll know what I'm talking about in a second. Okay. So here's, here's kind of what I'm talking about. Okay. Here's something that I see a lot of happening is that, how do I say this? How do I say this? All right, let me, let me put it like this. I have some friends, you know, I have some friends and, and I might even be put on this list by some other people, right? I have some friends who have been doing some things for a wicked long time, right? They've put in the time, they've put in the hours, they've put in the focus, they've put in getting the feedback from people like, they have dedicated themselves, devoted themselves. They've been disciplined in learning something, right? So whether it's somebody who's been teaching yoga for 20 years or somebody who's been doing intuitive work for 15 years or somebody like my sweetie who's been a musician for like uh, a gazillion years. He's like going to be 54 and he's been a musician for like I mean, he started playing something when he was like three years old. So like literally his whole life, he is dedicated to music and producing and making music. And he's a multi-instrumentalist, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I see people who are actually really devoted to a skill set or a craft or whatever. And they put in the time. And what's so fascinating about those people is the ones who actually put in the time and do the work, they don't talk about themselves in a way where they, I think, would ever call themselves a master right? There's like a lot of humility because they recognize like, oh my God, there's still always so much to learn. <laughs> and, and what I see out there, what, I'm going to make my point about the, you know, what's, what's the fucking rush. What I see out there is that nowadays, especially with the pressure of society and social media, because here's the thing, like most people on social media, they are not like, um, they're not like posting they're not posting their failures and they're not really posting their process. They're just coming out and like making declarations about things. And so what I often see is people trying to hurry up and declare themselves as having a particular skill set or declare themselves a particular thing when maybe 
they just haven't marinated enough yet. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's like this concept of like mastery. Let me put it like this. There have been many times when I've been invited, you know, I've been a yoga teacher for over, for about 20 years now. And um, I was teaching before I was actually certified. And then I became um, a certified teacher. And then later after that, I, um, after a couple of years, I opened my own studio and stuff like that. Um, but there have been people many times over the years who have been invited me, who have invited me to come teach at their studio. And they're like, you know, whenever you do that, you have to kind of get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. It's like, okay, what's the date? What's it going to be? What are we going to teach about? You know, how many people do we want to have come? What's the limit? What's the pricing? What do we want to call it for the mind? Like all this stuff. Right. And we always get to that point where there's like, all right, so we'll call it a master class with Karen. And I always go, nope, nope, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'm like, we're not, because to call it a master class implies that I am a master. And I absolutely refuse to take that title. I'm like, don't do it to me and don't do it to them. I'm like, what have I mastered? Come on, think about it. I mean, do you know how long I would have to be alive to be a fucking yoga master? You know what I mean? It's like, look, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of time in the game. I've done the hours. You know, I, I, I have, as like Malcolm Gladwell would say, um, over 10,000 hours, right? Which equals to like 10 years. I've put in my time, but I would never call myself that. I would never label myself that. And what I find though is that People nowadays like to do something for a very short period of time and then start to give themselves labels that they actually haven't earned. And look, you guys, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I'm just trying to be honest about this because I think that if you're going to like, how do I say it? Let me say it like this. This is what I find is that most people don't want to commit to the amount of time it takes to develop their innate abilities. They don't actually want to put in the 10,000 hours and they don't actually want to put in the 10 years or so. Everybody's in a rush to get the fame, the fortune, the followers, the friends, all the stuff, the notoriety. They want to just kind of like, like bypass. They just want to kind of like bypass the putting in the time, earning the reputation, earning the name. They just want to like hang a shingle and declare themselves a thing. And I see it time and time and time again in the coaching world where like, again, I'll have a friend who's like really skilled in something and then somebody will go study with them or take a course with them or do whatever. And then immediately those people who just signed up to take the friggin' course immediately turn around and quote unquote, start offering that as a service. Or they think all of a sudden that now they're a particular thing. And it boggles my mind because I think people in my age group, which is I'm now 51, um, people in my sweeties age group, I don't think it would even, even ever occur to a lot of us to like do that because, you know, back in the day, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, um, I'm not saying it's wrong to like be excited about a thing, but let's be honest with each other about what you're actually capable of doing. And I often say it like this, there's a difference between being able to do a thing, to copy a thing, to mimic a thing. Um, to parrot a thing back, to regurgitate a thing. There's a difference between being able to do a thing and being actually able to teach a thing, being able to help other people. And what I see is there's a lot of desire to acquire a title, but they don't have the pedigree to like back it up. They don't have the 10,000 hours to like back it up. And when I look at people like even, um, even like Bruce Lee, 
as far as I can tell, I did a little digging around. As far as I, other people might have called him a master, but I don't think Bruce Lee even ever friggin' referred to himself as any kind of martial arts master. Because I think Bruce Lee was the consummate student. I think he had a lot of humility and he understood that he, I think he liked to share and exchange information, but I don't think he ever came out and said like, oh, I've, I've mastered it all, right? I think it takes a really big set of balls. <laughs> nice pair of cojones, as my Uncle Mandy maybe would have once said, you know, to be able to do that. And I think that the part that people are kind of missing is that if you don't put in a really focused amount of time and have gotten feedback about something, like a mentoring kind of situation, like do you remember back in the day when there used to be apprenticeships? When I look back uh, in history, and it was like if you wanted to be a welder, you went and you <coughs> excuse me, you went and you studied with the best welder in town. You wanted to be a mason. You went and you did an apprenticeship. If you want, they still do it with electricians nowadays. You want to be an electrician, you know, you have to have an apprenticeship. You want to learn a craft or a skill set or a tool. You know, you want to be a um, a builder. You usually go and study with somebody who's built a shit ton of stuff before you. You don't just go one day on the job and get yourself a hammer and start calling yourself a builder. You know what I mean? Like at that point, you know just enough to be friggin' dangerous. You know just enough to be more harmful than helpful. And the way I can relate it to is something like this, right? So uh, I'm going to give you the wicked short version, which is um, um, I, 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 when I lived in California, I fell in love with scooters and I always wanted to get a Vespa scooter. And I, but I wanted one that went like kind of like, you know, fast, not like a little like 50cc one. But before I got a scooter, um, I ended up getting a motorcycle uh, in order to ride the motorcycle because I was, I had, because I had friends when I was a kid who lived in New Hampshire. I was a city kid, but we, we was the, the, the country mouse and the city mice, right? <laughs> so we would go visit them once in a while and they had like horses and dirt bikes and friggin' snowmobiles and like all the shit that we didn't have as kids from Lawrence, right? So I used to ride their dirt bikes all the time. And we were kids, like we had no fear. We were doing like stupid shit that we never should have been doing, like running into trees and trying to knock each other off the bikes and like just doing the stupidest stuff like ever. But I had a blast and I felt really comfortable on it. And, you know, it was just like a regular, you know, kind of gear shift where it was like one, you know, uh, one down, four up, you know, clutches, a little squeeze on the handles. But when it came time to like, you know, get this motorcycle, I had to get a motorcycle license, you know, like it had been friggin' forever, forever <laughs> since I had ridden a dirt bike. But I was like, all right, I got to go take the test. But I didn't practice or anything right first because I didn't have anything to practice on. So I go to take my test in the day of and they basically teach you like that. You practice for a little bit on these borrowed motorcycles, these like little Hondas and stuff like that. And, and then you like take your test all in the same day and then you find out if you passed or not. All right. I go to take my test. Not only am I riding a strange bike, a bike, I, which I have never ridden. I hadn't ridden in like um, 25, over 25 years and it's raining out and I'm wearing this bulky kind of like rain suit to keep myself from getting friggin' soaked. Okay. And I have to take my test. And at the end of it, um, you find out if you pass. And here's, here's where I'm, I'm finally making my point. I get to the end of it and I find out that I passed, but barely. And I remember on the course just feeling like, you know, they were making us do like stats and stops and going fast and then stomping and then being able to weave in and out of these cones and doing all this stuff. And it's like, I passed, but I, well, I don't know if I should have passed. You know what I'm saying? And I realized like I had enough self-awareness to go like, oh man, 
I probably know just enough right now to be dangerous. And before I take this out on the road, so I'm not a danger to other people, I should probably spend some more time like practicing. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I feel sometimes is, you know, is that people start off and they get inspired by somebody else. Like they're sitting in the audience. I see it all the time with coaches, not to be a dick to the, my fellow coaches, but you know, you see it all the time. You, there'll be people in the audience and somebody will be talking about a process on stage or say, and they're furiously scribbling notes. And then a few days later, they try to regurgitate it in a Facebook live or they start to offer it to their clients. And I'm always like, whoa, 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 whoa. You did not give that thing enough time to marinate. You did not give yourself a chance to actually marinate in your own skill set yet. And so what I see a lot of people doing is, and I understand getting excited about a thing. I understand getting inspired by a thing. Like I'm not trying to downplay the enthusiasm. What I am trying to point to is that there should be a certain amount, and I'm going to circle back to this, but there should be a certain amount of respect, reverence, and responsibility, okay? So you're sitting in the audience, and I see a lot of people, they love to steal, they love to borrow, they love to take a little of this, they like to take a little of that, and so they borrow these little pats. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a little Tony Robbins, oh, I'm going to take a little Oprah, I'm going to take a little bit of from this teacher, little fucking what's her face, Rachel Hollis. I'm going to take a little bit of Gabby Bernstein. I'm going to take a little bit of KK, like whatever. I'm not putting myself up. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Just throwing myself in the list to just say. So people will come and they start to steal and they start to nitpick, like, like borrow little things. They take, to, take little things. And, I, and what I call it is they build themselves into little Frankensteins. Oh, I'm going <coughs> to, I'm going to take that neck bolt of Tony Robbins. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that piece over there. I'm going to sew it on. Now I got an arm, right? I got an arm that used to belong to this one. Oh, I'm going to listen to this teacher. I'm going to read that book. I'm going to, whatever the thing is. And they build themselves into these little fucking Frankensteins. And the problem is though, is that there's no actual hot beat. There's no actual hot beat. And there might be some brain because that's what copiers do. Is they're really, really good at being able to mimic other people. They're really good to be able to see something and repeat it back like a parrot, like a little trained bird, but there's no actual hot beat to it. It's not alive with their own spirit yet. And the thing is, is that you need, you need the time to bring something to life. You have to, it's not yours. Like I always say this, it's like, you know, um, and in the beginning, I can say it like this. So as yoga teachers, what I see a lot of brand new yoga teachers doing, and myself too, right? Like this is when we first became yoga teachers, you know, we only got like, quote unquote, 200 hours worth of training. So in the beginning, what you find yourself doing is just kind of repeating back things that you heard your teachers say to you. They haven't become your own yet. So you can say it, but then if somebody asks you to expound on it or to explain it a little bit deeper, you actually can't do it because you don't know yet. You haven't had your own firsthand experience yet. And I'm not saying this stuff out loud again to be mean or to attack anybody or to judge anybody, but I am talking about like we need to have a certain level of responsibility. You have to know what you can and cannot help people with. You can't just hang a shingle and start taking on a title because it makes you feel better about yourself or you just want it. You know, you got to be asking yourself this question of like, did I earn it? And let me be wicked 
I was about to drop a big hash F-bomb there. Let me be really clear here with this. Who you are as a child of God, like you came into this world with your worth intact. You didn't come here to earn it. You already have deserved it. You don't need to do anything about that. This is different. I'm talking about your skill set. I'm talking about the tools that you use. I'm talking about the title that you take on right? That is something that you need to earn, right? You got to put in the time and the practice and you got to fall down and you got to get up and you got to learn, oh, there's a better way to do that. And oh, blah, 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 blah. But if you're just sitting in the audience taking, if you're just listening to the, to the pieces of everybody else's stuff that they're doing on stage or doing in their um, offerings or like whatever they're teaching and you start to take it all on and try to regurgitate it and repackage it for yourself, not only is it kind of gross, it lacks integrity, it's just not actually that helpful to other people because you can't, <coughs> you can't actually help them from a place of true knowledge. Your own real deal, true blue, hands-on experience. You can't really teach a thing that you yourself haven't really gone through, right? You don't know how to do it in a way that is actually genuine, authentic. And so one of the things I want to uh, say to people is that please, please have enough respect. First of all, let me say it like this. Yeah, I'm going to start there. Have enough respect for the people who have gone before you, who have paved the path, who have put in the time and the hours and the work and the sweat and the blood and the tears. Have enough fucking respect for the peers and the teachers who went before you to not just try to cut to the head of the line and skip and try to be on par with them and to be on level with them. Again, as children of God, we're all equal. I'm talking about actual skill sets. I'm talking about actual toolkits, right? I'm talking about that quote unquote mastery. I mean, again, I would never call myself a master, but I'm just saying I'm talking about that. So have the respect and also have enough respect for the actual craft, whatever it is. <coughs> to also not try to just rush ahead to claim your stake, right? Out of desperation or insecurity or whatever the thing is that makes you want to do that kind of thing. And also have enough self-respect so that your word actually means something. That when you say you are a thing, that you actually are the thing. And I always say to people, just because you say you're a thing doesn't make you the thing. It doesn't make it true. Just because in your mind, you see yourself a particular way. It doesn't mean, like, I always laugh. I look at my friends, like, who have actual physical skill sets. My sweetie is one. My friend Jessica Todd is another one, right? I'm not going to go, well, I wouldn't anyways, because I'm not a hairstylist. But well, let me just say, for example, I'm not going to go take a weekend balayage training with Jessica Todd in New York and then come back and think that I'm a master at it and I can start hanging a shingle saying I'm a colorist, right? I would like never freaking do that. At that point, I would just end up burning people's hair off or I would make it a most ridiculous color. But I see everybody, some, not everybody, that's obviously a lot of people are in a really big rush to cut to the head of the line. And I used to see it a lot with yoga teachers. And I thought it was so bizarre where a fellow yoga teacher or what I call baby yoga teachers would come out of their YTT, you know, their 200 hours, and they would immediately want to jump into the next one, into the 300-hour training. And they just wanted to gather all the hours so they could start saying that they have these criteria. And I'm like, 
that's great, but you have no real world experience. You haven't actually tried any of this stuff. You haven't worked with somebody who's pregnant. You haven't worked with somebody who had a broken back. You haven't worked with somebody who's in depression. You haven't worked with somebody who's always forcing and grunting and trying to do sit-ups in Shavasana. You don't know how to talk to people yet. You don't know how to guide people yet. You don't even have your own spiritual practice yet. You know, and I would be like, I'm, I'm always so curious. I'm like, why isn't everybody in such a rush? And I think it's only gotten worse with the development. And I always say, I don't, I don't think social media is quote unquote the problem. I think social media is a neutral tool. I think what social media does though, is it really magnifies and amplifies and reveals who you are and how you are. And I don't mean who you are as a child of God. I'm talking about your ego personality. I think the internet um, really gives a lot of people an opportunity to reveal um, who they are and how they are in the world. And it magnifies it and it amplifies it and it echoes out and sometimes it's not so pretty, right? So have enough respect for the actual craft. Have enough respect for the people who went before you. Have enough self-respect. Number two, have some fucking reverence. You know, so often the things that pe people are running around, I'm trying to think, I don't want to pick any particular job or whatever, because I don't want it to seem like, um, I think that, you know, um, how do I say this? How do I say this? Let me say it like this. What I see is a lot of people rushing to name themselves, to claim themselves as something that they might deem as cool or special. The ego loves to be special. That's why everybody's actually in a rush. I already have the answer to my own question, but I'm, I'm putting it out for you guys. So often people are in a rush to hang the shingle or to get the title or to get the letters after their name or whatever the thing is, because it, it's, it's, it's a desire to be special. And that, that is a trick. That is a trap and a trick of the ego. That's a story for another day. But I want you to have some reverence, not only for your craft and this skill set that these other people have taken many, 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 many years. Again, as Malcolm Gladwell says, 20, like 10,000 hours equals roughly about 10 years. And they put in the time to figure out some things. So have some reverence for that. Have some reverence for the people who are going to be coming to you. Have some reverence for the people. If you hang a shingle saying you can help with X, Y, and Z, that you're an intuitive healer or you're an intuitive coach or you're a holistic blah, 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 blah. I'm a spiritual teacher, whatever fucking shingle you're going to try and hang, right? To make yourself feel better, right? It's like, you better have some reverence for the people who are coming to you because they're going to be coming to you, especially in those fields, in the fields of, of um, healing and help, right? Health, healing, and help. They're going to be coming to you often because they really need some help. And for you to be able to say like, oh, I can help them, but then you really can't, you know, that can be really uncool and really, really harmful more than helpful. And the last thing too, is I think a lot of people miss, maybe they misjudge, maybe they just don't give it a thought. I don't think maybe they understand the depth of responsibility it is to hold space for people when it comes to spiritual work or healing work. You know what I mean? I mean, you could even apply it to like music to say to somebody, oh yeah, I'm a singer. Oh yeah, I'm a guitar player. And they're like, oh my God. And they hire you for a gig and you just suck. Like you don't actually know how to sing. You only know three chords and you can't play more than five songs. You see what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> in order to call yourself a thing, man. And, and you have a really big responsibility especially when there's an exchange of money, when, there's some, when, there's, when, it, when, when something really important is on the table, 
Um, you know, I, I see people again, call themselves things and they actually end up doing a lot of harm to people. You know, I remember being on a call once and this has happened to me many, many, many times, but this one just kind of stands out in my mind where somebody all of a sudden just declared themselves. Oh, I, I, I just declared myself as a spiritual teacher. And I always just sit there and I think like, what? Like, what? Like, why? Like, what gave you that idea? Like, what is that about? And then I'm just kind of like, well, what? Where's the, like, where's the history? Like, what have you been studying? Like, what's your expertise? Or like, what's the thing that you're going to share about? You know, just because somebody can build their own business to a certain level of success, it doesn't mean they can help you build yours. You've got to be able to know how to meet who is in front of you with deep respect and reverence and responsibility. And I don't know if there's enough of that nowadays, you guys. And look, I, I really get, I always say like, God doesn't need me to police the universe. You know, it's not for me to police the universe. But when I see a pattern of something, when I see a lot of these little Frankensteins, these little monsters being created, I can't not say something. And um, again, I don't mean to say it like a dick. I, it's, it's more like up for conversation. That's what I always say. Like I put things out into the world to either educate, elevate, entertain, enlighten, and to explore, to say like, I don't know, what do you think? Anybody else have this experience? Anybody else see this going on? Because sometimes I feel like, let's just call spade a spade from KK land. I often say like to people, I'm often having a different experience than most people in the room. I'm often the one who will be the one who's like, I feel like the little whistleblower, right? Um, who's like, am I the only one? The emperor's with no, you know, the emperor's new clothes. You know that old book when the little boy in the village is he like, am I the only one who sees that the king is walking through town naked? Why isn't anybody else saying anything? And so I just often feel like, you know, I I've been given um, a desire to deeply communicate with other people into, you know, again, not to be a pot stirrer or a troublemaker or whatever, but to just to call something as I see it and to say, hey, does anybody else see this? So I don't know if this is even going to resonate with anybody, but it was something that was on my mind and I, and I wanted to share because I want you to be asking yourself, if you're hanging a shingle of any kind right now, saying that you have a particular skill set, that you can do a particular thing, you know, ask yourself, do I have the proven results for this? Are the people who I've helped in the past, has it actually been helpful? Do I have enough hours in the bank to call myself this thing? Have... <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. Have I committed to the amount of time that it actually would take me to be able to call myself this thing? Have I had focused practice with feedback from somebody who's been doing it a lot longer than me? Has there been some sort of apprenticeship? Or am I just like going out to the store and saying, I'll take a scoop of that and I'll take a scoop of that and I'll take a scoop of that. Borrowing from other people who you've studied under and you're not giving credit to, or you're not like, do you know what I'm saying? Can we please just in 2020 all get clarity around where we're full of shit? And can we all just own it? And look, I'm doing that work too. I'm getting clearer all the time. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I don't have any blind spots. Everything that I say and everything that I teach is for my ears first. <laughs> I'm always talking to myself first. You know what I'm saying? And then to everybody else. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, remember, if you're going to create something, don't just build a little Frankenstein. This thing has to have a heartbeat. 
It has to have, you know, it has to be infused. It has to be alive with your own spirit. Don't just take something, write it down, think it's cool, and then you want to sound smart or you want to call yourself a particular thing. Like, I can't tell you how many coaches in the last like year have been like, I'm a divine intuitive coach. I'm going to start teaching about the moon phases. I'm going to be in divine feminine mastery. I'm going to be a spiritual teacher. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Am I the only one standing on the sidelines who's like, wants to just call bullshit? And again, I always say nobody needs KK policing the coaching world. And I'm just saying, people, there's another way. Don't be afraid to put in the time. Hone your chops. You know what I'm saying? Hone your chops so that you are more helpful than harmful. Get in the mastery time. Again, I would never call myself a master of anything. I'm like, master of what? I am a master of nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still mastering me. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, you know, just like, like ask yourself, ask yourself this question. What's the fucking rush? Why am I in such a hurry to label myself this or call myself this or offer this thing? Have I really earned the right to hang that shingle? and to take on that title. Because when you hang that title, there are going to be people who are desperate for help. There are going to be people who need real skilled helpers. And I just don't want you or them to be in a position where it's kind of like, um, it could just be bad, you guys. It can just be bad. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. So be honest with yourself about your quality of practice, your quality of skill set, what labels you want to put on yourself, and then just get really, really, really honest with yourself. Take, take an unflinching look in the, in the soul mirror and say, what's this really about? And look, if you feel like you put in the time and you're really good at a thing and you're really amazing at a thing and blah, 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 awesome. Just like forget everything. I always say these things are not set in stone. I'm not saying this is the truth. This is me ruminating. This is me talking out loud and saying, anybody else noticing this pattern? Is it just me? <laughs> All right, you guys. For what it's worth, I hope that was valuable. I hope that was helpful. I know there have been times in the past when I have an experience with something and I'm like, ooh, maybe I should da 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 And I always have to say, slow down, take some breaths. I appreciate your enthusiasm, KK. I appreciate your excitement, but what, what, what's this really about? And where can you actually be? Like, how can I serve in the greatest capacity? How can I be one of God's greatest helpers? Is it by doing this? <coughs> I see things all the time that I get excited about. And I'm like, really? Is that really where I'm needed in the world right now? Is that just a distraction? Is that because maybe you'd be, you know, like whatever, I'm, I'm just filling in the blank. Maybe you're feeling bad about yourself and you want to feel better about yourself. You're feeling bored. You want to challenge yourself. Like, so always be questioning your own motives. You guys always be questioning. Why do I feel the need to want to do this thing? And, you know, let's just really be honest about things. And, you know, I've, I've done so many, and this is a story. This is a, a, another whole episode episode for another day. You know, um, I think it was Coco Chanel you know, said the great quote, something like, if you want to be an original, be prepared to be copied. <laughs> Don't I know that? Um, so I, I just want people to be really honest about what's really theirs too. 
you know, and this whole thing of just kind of like picking and choosing and borrowing. And then, like I said, creating these little monsters that are running around. It's like, let's not do that to each other. You know, my friends that have skill sets that I know they have taken, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, like cultivating, I have deep reverence for that. And I would never try to say like, oh, me too. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm up on that level. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I have, I, I, I walk around, um, I don't know, man, in a real awareness of my own, um, I don't know what to say. It's like the things I, I try to stay in my lane. Let me put it that way. I try to stay in my lane and I try to get my instructions from a source greater than me and ask, how can I be most useful today? Uh, and I, I know where I have strengths and I know the, the lanes that are not mine to be in and I don't try to be in them. I don't try to be all things to all people. I try to serve where my area, my, what do they call it? Your wheelhouse, your area of genius. I try to have excellence in my area of quote unquote genius. So this kind of points back to a, another um, episode that I did. If you haven't listened to yet, um, owning both owning your brilliance and your bullshit. That's a pretty good one. Go check that out. So you guys, if anything, I'm really curious about this one. So if you can hear the sound of my voice right now and you listened all the way through here and you get this, um, send me a little DM, send me a little message and let me know if you're feeling me. Um, tag me on a, a Instagram or in a Facebook or whatever, share it. That's always great. Um, I guess I'm supposed to ask you guys to also, if you dig the show, if you'll go to Apple, Apple podcasts and leave a rating or a review, that would be wicked nice. <laughs> It'd be a great way to start off the new year. But really, I would love to hear your thoughts on these things. Every once in a while, I get a bunch of little notes from people who said that episode was so good or that episode really landed or that episode got me thinking. Look, and I always say this, I'm not telling you what to think. This is always an invitation to think to open your mind, to think for yourself, to ask the question like, huh, what do, do I agree with that? Do I disagree with that? Like, what do I think about this? Um, that stuff is always really fascinating. So I'd always love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. You could be anywhere. And uh, the fact that you're spending a little time with me makes my heart happy. So I appreciate that. So sorry for my um, stuffy nose and my coughing and, and all that. <coughs> um, I just announced a cool event that I'm going to be speaking at in May called Unstoppable Live. Um, it's going to be down in Falmouth, Mass, you guys. So where are my mass holes at? Come hang out. Um, it starts, it's a May 2nd event, but there's some fun shenanigans happening the night before on Friday, May 1st uh, down in Falmouth. I would love to see some of you guys. So uh, hopefully get that sucker up on my website soon. But I just did a post on Facebook today uh, about it. Um, there's a bunch of other things I could probably tell you about, but um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go. I'm going to cut this. I'm gonna, probably tired of hearing my own voice. I'm tired of hearing my own voice. You're probably a little tired of hearing too. All right. I love you guys. Wherever you go, wherever you go out in the world, may you be a blessing. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. 
because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.